Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Every Friday is a Friday over here on the Inspired Women podcast. And as I warned you, every Friday in October, we are doing, we're chatting about different forms of abuse because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And this is a topic near and dear to my heart as I am a domestic violence survivor myself. And maybe you're thinking, These are not relevant to me, Megan. I am not in a situation like this. But one in four women are a victim of domestic violence. So you probably know somebody who is or will be, unfortunately. So I really want you to not tune these out, but listen up, share them out. You never know who you might save. And today I was just going to focus on physical violence, thinking that that was the end. Thinking I had covered everything, but... When I came across this new resource looking up different, you know, signs of physical abuse, I actually came across a few other ones, including spiritual violence and cultural violence. So we're going to cover those ones as well, because I feel like physical abuse is the automatic standard people automatically go to that when they're thinking about, you know, abuse, but these other ones, not as much. But I do want to to point out is sometimes we don't take physical abuse as much as we should, as seriously as we should, as seriously as we should. So according to the Newfoundland Labrador Canada, and I will put the link up in the show notes, it's a Canadian government uh, website. Physical violence occurs when someone uses a part of their body or an object to control a person's actions. It includes, but is not limited to to using physical force, which results in pain, discomfort, or injury. Hitting, pinching, hair pulling, arm twisting, strangling, burning, stabbing, punching, pushing, slapping, beating, shoving, kicking, choking, biting, force feeding, or any other rough treatment. Assault with a weapon or other objects. Threats with a weapon or other object. Deliberate exposure to severe weather or inappropriate room temperatures and murder. Unfortunately, a lot of physical abuse scenarios do end up with somebody being killed. Uh, either in self-defense because the uh, the person being abused is trying to defend themselves or because it gets that serious. Abuse is a progression many times where it'll start out as something smaller and progress to something much worse. So there are also, they mentioned medication abuse. It's an inappropriate use of medication, including withholding medication, not complying with prescription instructions, and over under medication. So I, my ex, he, after we, I had our daughter, I had a C-section and uh, if anybody's had a C-section, they are not fun healing from. Well, they give you narcotics. They give you, you know, some some pretty hefty pain medication to go home with. And he actually sold and um, ingested 
my pain medications. So I was left without my pain meds. Uh, about a week after my C-section, I realized, hey, I don't have pain medications. And he, he didn't, he said he didn't think I needed them. And he thought that he needed them more or that we could use the money. Uh, restraint abuse, which includes forcible confinement, excessive, unwarranted, or ne- unnecessary use of physical restraints, forcing a person to remain in bed, unwarranted use of medication to control a person. So this would be like overdosing somebody to make them like loopy and compliant, tying the person to a better chair. So that was what they had under physical abuse. And some of those things may not be something that you think of when you think of physical abuse and we overlook. But this would also be, yeah, if somebody's sneaking medications into your orange juice every morning so that you are all loopy and can't function, that's definitely abuse. So the next I'm going to chat about is spiritual violence. Spiritual or religious violence occurs when someone uses a person's spiritual beliefs to manipulate, dominate, or control the person. This is include this includes, but is not limited to, not allowing the person to follow his or her preferred spiritual or religious tradition, forcing a spiritual or religious path or practice on another person, belittling or making fun of a person's spiritual or religious tradition, beliefs, or practices, and using one's spiritual or religious position, rituals, or practices to manipulate, dominate, or control a person. So this kind of brings up that whole Catholic church scenario that we've seen in the news where the priests were uh, abusing children. So this would fall under sexual abuse as well as spiritual abuse. They're using their religious powers to manipulate other people. But this could also happen where we're not being respectful of our the person we're in a relationship with beliefs and we're trying to manipulate them in order to make them not be able to practice their spiritual beliefs. So the next topic is cultural violence. Cultural violence occurs when a person is harmed as a result of practices that are part of his or her culture, religion, or tradition. Cultural violence includes, but is not limited to, committing honor or other crimes against women in some part of the world where women especially may be physically harmed, shunned, maimed, or killed. My husband did not know that a woman can be circumcised and what this entails. It's not like a man, like where you're cutting off an extra piece of skin here. Like they will cut off the labia in the clitoris a lot of this is so it's control obviously but um because a lot of places they don't believe women should feel pleasure from sex they will do this it's it's uh pretty pretty bad it's pretty bad uh next is falling in love with the wrong person seeking divorce infidelity committing adultery being raped, practicing witchcraft, and, okay, this is what people are being maimed and killed for. So in case you guys are like, what? I can't get divorced. I, I can't do all these things. Or, uh, this is what people are being maimed, shunned, killed for, women especially. Uh, so being older, cultural violence may take place in the following ways. Lynching or stoning, banishment, abandonment of an older person at a hospital fi- by family, 
female circumcision, which we talked about, rape, marriage, sexual slavery, and murder. So we are talking about teen teen marriages here, like, you know, the child marriages that would fall under cultural violence, right? Just because something has been a certain way for generations upon generations upon generations does not mean it should stay that way. It does not make it right. Um, so physical violence, we all know somebody, sh- you should, we should, nobody should lay hands on each other. You shouldn't. I remember we were taught it as kids to keep our hands to ourselves. We should not be hitting, scratching, punching, stabbing, all those things, a person. That's not okay. And, you know, some people will say, oh, they just did it once and they apologize. Well, chances are, if we're talking about abuse, there's more than one side or symptom here. You know, they're not just having financial abuse. Maybe it is verbal, emotional, or psychological as well. It's not just physical abuse. It's I always say it was my first date with my ex that, you know, he slapped me. Actually, we were together for years and he didn't really lay hands on me. The most he'd ever done is push me. But he did a lot of verbal and psychological abuse until he didn't, until use of a weapon until you know hitting shoving all of that stuff came into play so that took years years for it to build up to that and it doesn't have to though this might be you know you've been dating for like three months and this happens it's different for every case and every person and every abuser now I've been doing a lot of research for some papers I have to write and for school and people who witness or are exposed to domestic violence as a child are six times more likely to become either abusers themselves or be abused, become abused again. When they get older, they're going to get in abusive relationships. Six times more likely, likely. And exposure does not mean they're abused themselves. This means maybe they witnessed abuse. So I know lots of people will say, well, I... I wasn't abused as a child, but they witnessed abuse as a child. They will say, oh, my parents were abusive because their parents were abusive towards them. Or they don't see emotional, verbal, psychological abuse as abuse because maybe that's how they're brought up. That's how I was brought up. You know, that was normal. To me, growing up, it was normal for people to yell at each other and scream at each other and call each other names and do all those kind of things because that's what I was brought up with. That doesn't mean that it's okay or right or any of those things. The reason I'm doing this is because I want to raise awareness. This month, I am collaborating with Samaritan House, which is a local organization to me, so in the Hampton Roads area, that helps victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking to find housing, to have services like lawyers and therapy and food all sorts kind of things. This is the organization that if somebody's leaving a domestic violence situation, they're going to go and and seek out the help at this place. Or that's one of the many places in Hampton Roads that do this, but Samaritan House is a huge organization. They also help other organizations in the area 
with this as well. And I really want to give back to them. So I'm doing a fundraiser. I haven't got, to be honest, I haven't got a lot of interest in the fundraiser, but every little bit counts. Whether it's a dollar, five dollars, fifty dollars, whatever you can afford, if you could just give back and help out this organization, you don't know what child or mother or single woman or teenager or who it might be that you're going to help with that that little bit every little bit counts so if you could click the link in the show notes inspiredwomenpodcast.com it'll say hashtag i'm an inspired woman campaign or paint 757 purple campaign I, i don't remember how i have it worded but if you could click and give back it would be so appreciative like so appreciative I thought I would I, I would fundraise $1,000 with this. I have not even come close to that. But every little bit counts. So if you could give back, that would be amazing. To wrap this up, whether you're experiencing symptoms of domestic violence, you know somebody who is, it is important to seek help. They There are organizations like Samaritan House all over the United States They can help you with getting housing and getting, you know, training for job training. They can help you get on your feet and and hide you from your abuser, which is important, safety first, right? And help you build your case against your abuser so they don't get uh, custody of your child, joint custody of your child, right? There's, There's so many resources available. Don't think you have to go at this alone. Don't think that you have to go at this alone. Know that there are resources out there to help. They are, I will link some up in the show notes, like the, you know, national hotlines to call, all the things, all the things to help. And you never know who around you might be experiencing this because a lot of times you don't see the signs. A lot of times you don't see the signs. As somebody who was abused, we get real good at hiding it. We get really good at hiding it. And so you're not often seeing the bruises because usually abusers aren't just going to pop them right in the eye. They're going to, there's going to be bruises where clothing is going to cover it up. I'm not saying that they don't pop them right in the eye, but I'm saying generally they're trying to to cover up their tracks. So they're going to be hiding things. The women that if they're popped in the eye might be wearing heavy makeup to cover it up. There's a lot of misunderstanding and stigma around domestic violence. A lot of ignorant comments like, why don't they just leave? You know, why did they let this happen in the first place? A lot of blame on the person that was abused. You just don't know unless you've been there. And it's difficult to explain to somebody who's never been in that situation the kind of psychological uh, manipulation this person does to eventually somebody feels hopeless and they feel helpless and they feel like they don't have anything else. They, their self-esteem has hit rock bottom. It's it's really difficult. But if you want more information, you want to hear some stories and, and understand, I shared my story. I shared Nisha Heim's story. I shared Brittany May's story. I will link them all up in the show notes so you can go back and listen to those and get a little more understanding. So I hope this helps you or helps somebody you know. And, and please join us in the Inspired Women community. We're not professionals, but we're there to, to listen and to be, you know, somebody you can lean on. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have an absolutely fabulous day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.